I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're jumping in with breaking news coverage here on 97.3 The Fan, the flagship station for the San Diego Padres after the news broke less than two hours ago that the Padres have relieved manager Andy Green of his duties. That's such a, uh, a nice way to put it. Uh, but he has been fired as manager with a little over a week to go in the season. I'm Ben Higgins. Uh, glad to be with you. Of course, uh, we are working our way toward Padres baseball later this afternoon. The season goes on. That's uh, that's the thing with the baseball season. It's uh, it's another day, a new manager. It'll be Rod Barajas who fills out the lineup tonight as interim manager for the Padres. And uh, we are going to be live here. Uh, A.J. Preller, the general manager of the Padres, expected to speak at Petco Park in about 30 minutes. Uh, we'll we'll be there uh, with sound of that. I believe Tony Gwynn Jr., Braden Soprenit are heading down to Petco Park now. I am here in the studios along with Chris Ello. Chris, good afternoon to you. How are you uh, doing today? And how surprised were you by the news when it came down? I'm relieved. You're relieved of your no. duties. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, honestly, the timing is probably going to be surprising to a lot of people, but... You know, I thought Bob Nightingale uh, covers uh, baseball for USA Today and used to work here in San Diego, a good friend of all of ours. And he wrote earlier this week that the silence in San Diego was deafening. You know, the fact that no one would say anything about the future of Andy Green. I didn't necessarily agree with that comment by Bob Nightingale, but I, I would play off of that comment and say that the play of the Padres the last week or so has been deafening. I mean, it's been terrible. This is the worst baseball they have played by a wide margin all season long. Uh, last night, Manny Machado picks up a ground ball like a little leaguer and doesn't tag a runner running past him to third base. Eric Hosmer dropped two throws at first base. Eric Hosmer kicked another one. Uh, I mean, this team just doesn't look like they've been engaged at all for the last week. So I think that spoke volumes about what this team was saying about its manager. Uh, Chris, here's the um, here's the statement the Padres released uh, along with the news. Uh, just going to read it for you. This is what they had to say. The Padres have relieved manager Andy Green of his duties. Executive Vice President General Manager A.J. Preller announced today, quote, I want to thank Andy for his tireless work and dedication to the Padres over the last four seasons, Preller said. This was an incredibly difficult decision, but one we felt was necessary at this time to take our organization to the next level and expedite the process of bringing a championship to San Diego. Our search for a new manager will begin immediately. And then from Executive Chairman Ron Fowler and General Partner Peter Seidler in a joint statement, quote, Andy's class, dignity, and leadership through a difficult developmental period for our team should be applauded. On behalf of the entire Padres organization, we wish Andy and the Green family the best. Not acrimonious, uh, certainly on the split. I mean, you know, I'm sure Andy Green's not feeling too good about it today. He was not handed a winning situation, Chris. He was handed a lemon. He was handed a very difficult job that for the first three seasons involved Rule 5 draft picks and Major League Baseball players who were in way over their heads. And then he was finally thrown a superstar or two in the last year, but not a pitching staff to go along with it. Uh, still one of the youngest rosters in all of baseball. 
Uh, Andy Green was not set up for success in his four years with the Padres. I don't think anyone can argue with that statement. No, and uh, I don't think anybody can argue with the fact that um, in most situations in Major League Baseball, it is the guy that brings a team, a rebuilding team from the bottom up, doesn't get to be around to, you know, smell the roses at the end. I mean, you look look at what happened with the Cubs. I mean, it was uh, Rich Renteria who coached them through some miserable seasons. Then Joe Madden walked in and took over and got all the glory. Uh, In Houston, I think they fired their manager two or three years in a row. Uh, Then A.J. Hinch walked into a World Series championship team. Basically, I'm not saying that he can't manage. I think it's happened to Buck Showalter a couple of times. Right. It's not not that these guys can't manage. Of course Joe Madden can manage, but – uh, a lot of times it's the it's the guy that does all the grunt work that doesn't get the glory at the end. And I, I kind of always had that feeling in the back of my mind that the day the Padres finally tasted some champagne, and we don't know for sure that that will actually happen. We hope it will. But the, I always kind of felt that the day that they got some champagne to drink, Andy Green would not be lucky enough to be around to, to drink some of it. Chris, we will be hearing from our 97.3 The Fan colleagues uh, during our coverage here, uh, Stephen Woods. Uh, John Quintera, Tony Gwynn Jr. all covering this issue as well. Uh, Again, we're waiting for A.J. Preller to speak in about 25 minutes in the dugout at Petco Park, and then we'll uh, try to bring you that sound as quickly as we possibly can. I think one thing that's often said, we also want to hear, by the way, from from you guys out there. We'll open the phone lines here in a minute. Uh, We're not screening calls yet, so you don't have to dial yet, but we will give you an opportunity to do so. I think one thing that's often said when a move like this is made, Chris, is it had to be done. It just had to be done. And I don't know that that's true in this circumstance. I think there's there was certainly at least some talk about, well, do you give Andy Green a chance next season when you really are going for it? You you made him slog through four years of development. You're finally going to go for Didn't it next year. Didn't he deserve year. a shot? Do to you be give him the, a shot? Do you, yeah. Did you have to do it right now? Do, does everyone in the clubhouse hate Andy Green? No. I know there's been reports out. Um, Barry Bloom had one that was – uh, much talked about a few weeks ago that Andy Green's lost the clubhouse, but I don't think Andy Green was hated in the clubhouse. Um, I don't know that he was loved in the clubhouse either, but I, I think this is something that that was a big decision. The Padres decided, okay, we're going to go in one direction or another. We're kind of at a turning point here. What do we do? They didn't have to do it, but they decided to do it and do it now. I felt that the writing was on the wall, though, a little bit, Ben. I, I really did, and, and I don't know that their hand was forced necessarily, but I think somewhere along the line all of us realized, whether we admitted it to ourselves as fans or media or not, I think somewhere along the line we all realized that Andy Green just probably wasn't going to be the guy that was going to ever be able to drive the Cadillac and lead the Padres to the promised land. So the question then became – all right, how are you going to break this thing off? I mean, at some point, you're going to have to break it off. And the Padres played too well the first half of the season to even consider it and then uh, ran into some problems, obviously, to kick off the second half of the season. But I'm almost positive they would have waited until the offseason to do this if it were not for the just horrendous play of this team the last week or so. I mean, it's almost as if, and and I read some things today, and, you know, who knows what's true. Everybody's throwing stuff out there right now. But that there were there were meetings this week with A.J. Preller and the players and managers and coaches. And, I mean, all of a sudden, this all came to kind of a head. And I, I think everybody said, well, why is this team all of a sudden playing so poorly? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've had, look, Ben, in the last five games, 
They've had 21 hits, and they've struck out 64 times. I mean, they're not, they're giving away at bats. They're giving away ground balls. Uh, it, it it's it's just kind of all hit the head at once, I and I think laugh, it made, it made the timing kind of easy. When, in when a lot someone of ways. points at strikeouts and says, "Oh man, these guys are playing so badly. Look at how much they're striking out." <laughs> There's not a baseball player in the world who goes up and says, "You know what? I think I'm going to strike out in this at bat." I don't know. I think in this day and age, they do do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm not so. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Uh, the sloppiness, though, is a problem. I mean, mentally. As soon as Fernando Tatis Jr. went down, when Franmil Reyes was traded, the, the, you saw that the energy level, the excitement, the joy mm. that the Padres had played with in the first half of the yeah. season started to go away. Now, is it the job of the manager to, you know, you've got to overcome things like that. You lose a player or two, you can't just let the whole team go, well, I guess uh, we're packing it in for this year. I mean, that literally is the job of the manager when the chips are down you got to find a way to keep things working, to keep things going. New lineups, new combinations, new things to inspire your club. And that, above anything else, to me, is something that was missing this year. I mean, you know, people are going to come out and today, I guess Andy Green wasn't as smart as we all thought he was. Yeah, he is. He's a really smart guy. I guess Andy Green isn't, isn't as good of a guy as we thought. Yeah, he is. He's a really good guy. To be a good manager, though, requires something else, something that you can't put your finger on. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but it is something that at least in four seasons, Andy Green was just not quite able to cultivate here in San Diego. And uh, who knows if the next guy will be able to do it. I mean, Bruce Bochy, is he smarter than Andy Green? I wouldn't say so. Is he a better person? I wouldn't say so. When a player looks in Bruce Bochy's eyes and goes, I don't want to disappoint that man out there, and the Giants go out and play well, that makes Bruce Bochy a heck of a manager, a Hall of Famer with 2,000 wins now. How did he do that? I don't know how he did it. You tell me, Chris. How does a great manager become a great manager? Uh, great players, obviously, in the end is what makes you a great manager. The, and the Padres had a couple of great players this year. And maybe Andy Green became a bit of a victim of his own first-half success because if you go back to the beginning of the season and they're coming off a 66-win year, and I know they got Machado and I know they added some pieces – I think a lot of people would have said, hey, I'll be really happy with a 10-game improvement this year, 10-12 game improvement. Win me 76-78 games and let me know that we're on the right direction, going in the right path. Well, unfortunately, that number went from 76 to like 86. And, you know, let's contend for a playoff spot because of the way they played the first half of the season. And I agree with you, Ben, about uh, the injury to Fernando Tatis Jr. and the trading of Fran Mil Reyes. And I think, you know, ownership and the A.J. Preller have to take a little bit of the blame for that. That trade of Fran Mil Reyes, we don't know whether or not it'll ever work out or not. Hopefully Taylor Trammell eventually comes to the Padres and becomes the next Hall of Fame superstar. But the minute Fran Mil Reyes left this clubhouse, something changed. I, and you say, you know, it's hard to put your finger on it. It is hard to put. But who lifted the helmet off the guy's head when he came to the dugout after a home run? There wasn't Fran Mil Reyes anymore. Who ran around making jokes and laughing at people and poking fun? And the only other guy who did a whole lot of that the first half of the season was Fernando Tatis Jr., and he wasn't there either because he was injured. So uh, you're right. A lot of the air did go out of the balloon when all that happened. I think a lot of people um, are pointing now the finger at A.J. Preller, the general manager, which is uh, understandable in a situation like this. Very few general managers get to hire three managers. Most of them get two. Most of them get one chance, and if it doesn't work out well, 
they get a second chance to hire a manager. And then if that second manager doesn't work out, guess who the spotlight then falls on? The general manager. So unless the Padres all of a sudden turn into a playoff winning team, a championship winning team, this is A.J. Preller's last shot. The next guy that he puts into that dugout, into that manager's office, right. will that, be his last shot to hire a manager as, as GM of the Padres. I agree with you. I mean, if this next manager does not pan out, then it's going to be everybody looking at A.J. Preller. So I, I, th- I think a lot of people are looking at him now. I mean, it's fair. Uh, the Padres uh, have, uh, you know, cultivated. Uh, he's bought a lot of he, – he has bought a lot of time. He's bought a lot of, uh, you know uh, – stock in the fact that people keep saying the Padres have the number one farm system in all of baseball and people rank them as the number one. Look, that's all well and good, but until these guys actually come up to the major leagues and wave after wave of hot lava talent starts to take over and win games, that's all that is. It's just rankings. It's just people's opinions. Uh, it actually has to take place in order for A.J. Preller to uh, to finally be rewarded. And um, you're right. He's got to find the right guy to make that happen. Yeah, if I'm AJ, if I'm Andy Green tonight, you know, I'm I'm pretty upset. I'm I'm ranting to my wife. I'm saying I did everything that team asked me to do for four years. I with one hand tied behind my back for four years. Good soldier. I took every arrow that came my way from the media, and I did it with a good attitude. And I never blew up, and I never blamed anyone above me for not giving me enough players. I did everything they asked me, and they finally, we finally get to the point where it looks like we're going to turn the corner, and boom, I'm out. I mean, if I'm Andy Green, that's probably what I'm privately saying today. Now, publicly, you know Andy Green. He's never going to say anything like that because he knows, you know, he wants to present the right face out there. But privately, if I'm Andy Green, I am, of course, pretty upset at the Padres organization today. I think they owe a pretty good explanation. I, I do, and I think they owe a better explanation than what was released in that statement that you read a little bit earlier. Uh, I, I think it's fair, and and I think it's fair to, to make some sort of comment and explain what it was exactly about Andy Green that the Padres did or did not see because, like you said, like I said, we it's hard to really put your finger on it it just didn't feel like Andy Green was going to get to be there when the Padres got to take that big next step forward. And here I am just assuming that that big next step forward is coming. And I hope I'm right. I hope it does. But uh, I never felt Andy Green was going to be around to get a chance to do it. And whether he felt that way or not, I don't know. But, um, you know, there was a lot of things that, that just never made me feel like Andy Green was going to get be the guy that got to sip some champagne at the very end. All right, you're listening to special live coverage of the breaking news today out of Petco Park. The Padres firing manager Andy Green just shy of his fourth complete season. Rod Barajas, his bench coach, will take over on an interim basis. And uh, presumably, Chris, will be one of the candidates uh, to replace Andy Green as the process goes on. There are already names coming out from national sources, from local sources, a couple of which may blow your mind. I want to start talking about who's going to replace Andy Green, uh, what some of those names that are already being released, maybe some of the names that aren't on that list as well, because uh, there could be some others that get added to uh, the candidacies as we go along. We're going to get to that coming up next. We'll be right back. We'll start to hear from some of our colleagues as well. I know Woodsy's going to call in. I'm uh, going to hear from uh, the coach, John Quintero, as well. Stay tuned. Special coverage. Chris Ello, Ben Higgins with you live on a Saturday afternoon on the firing of Padres manager Andy Green here on 97.3 The Fan. 
About two hours ago is when the news broke from the San Diego Padres. Andy Green, relieved of his duties as manager. Rod Barajas taking over as an interim basis. I'm Ben Higgins along with Chris Ello. Uh, we're going to be joined by our 97.3 The Fan colleague Stephen Woods on the phone in just a moment. We've also got some callers on the line, Chris, 833-288-0973. Um, but I'm surprised that there's already names coming right to the forefront <laughs> Uh, I was surprised because there was names before the, he was even fired. I think there we go. Get your mic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, what I was going to say is there there were already names being floated around before he was fired. Well, uh, yeah, everyone's so going to speculate. But that. Uh, like official, like Kevin Acey just tweeted, Padres will hardly wait for the grass to grow. A list has been formed among those on it: Bruce Bochy, Mike Sosha, Moises Alou, Ron Washington, Mark Loretta. Uh, that's an interesting fivesome right there. Just to just to Come right out of the shoot. Um, a lot of experience with, obviously, with Bochi, uh, who's stepping down, and everything that I've heard is that he wants to at least get away from the game for a year. I've I heard the exact same. I thing. don't know that he's going to jump right back in with the Padres after stepping down from the Giants, but you do talk to him. I mean, if he's available, you don't make that phone call. I think you're pretty silly, Mike Socia. Oh, you, take, uh, you take Bochi fishing. At least yeah, once, at right? At least once, yep. yeah. Yeah, or for a nice uh, bottle of wine somewhere. Uh, Mike <laughs> Socia, who um, just was replaced as manager of the Angels after last season by Brad Osmus, but, of course, led the Angels to a World Series title uh, back in the early, what was 2001? 2002. 2002, that's right, the Diamondbacks yeah. won in 2001. Uh, Ron Washington, of course, many good seasons with the Texas Rangers, right, as their manager? Yes, doesn't thrill me, though. Uh, then a couple of un- uh, tried names uh mark loretta who is now the bench coach for joe madden i believe with the chicago cubs not a bad spot to and be in of either. course was a popular second baseman uh here with the padres and was part of the padres front office before he left to join uh madden staff in chicago and he knows a lot of these young players and as then well. moises alou is kind of a, a wild card on there um someone who i know has been kind of highly thought of as someone who might be getting the shot here soon uh, could you know has the the pedigree from his dad, who was the longtime manager in Major League Baseball, and Felipe Lou. Yeah. Um, also, I think there's an important distinction there that the Padres have a lot of uh, Latin-born players, a lot of guys coming up from the Dominican Republic. That uh, bilingualism and the ability to relate to some of those players is something that uh, might be appealing for the Padres and a new manager. And at least on on that list, uh, the only guy that stands out is Moises Alou. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, man, I, I don't want to add to a list that's been put together. I think Joe Madden's name is on a lot of people's mind, even though he's still the manager of the Cubs. Yeah, I think uh, as soon because as because everybody's already figuring the Cubs won't make away, the playoffs, then he's going to get fired and let go. Here's my thought, uh, at least my first thought, and we'll see how far off base I am. And you've been around me long enough to know that I can swing and miss with the best of them. But um, I, I really don't think the Padres want a manager that has an experienced, established track record and kind of already a mindset of how they want to do things. That's my feeling. And that would take Bochy out of play. That would take Sosha out of play. That would take Joe Madden out of play. Those are the kind of guys that are going to come in and say, hey, here's how I do it. And this is now how this organization is going to do it. This is my guess. I have no reason other than a guess to, to, to think this. I don't think necessarily the Padres want somebody who's a puppet. That's not fair either. But I think they want somebody new with some fresh ideas, some new ideas, new direction. I think the the Padres take a look at a team like the Yankees, who went and got a guy with no managerial experience whatsoever, former player in Aaron Boone, 
and he's won 100 games both years. He's been manager. I think he's the first guy ever to do it. And I'm not saying because we're, we're copycats, and you tend to look around and you're like, who else is having success? I think that that's the kind of guy. And the name that comes closest to that out of the names you mentioned, honestly, is Mark Loretta. I would have agreed with you probably a week ago. Um, but the fact that you know the names on the list even include Bochi and Sosha and Washington uh, kind of leads me to believe that they're going to strongly they might consider be more than willing to do an it. experienced manager. Here's why Andy Green was an untested manager. And sometimes it's harder to justify replacing one untested guy with another untested right. guy. You've gone down that road for four years. You want you're firing Andy Green because you want something different. Well, you know, hiring the next Andy Green isn't different. And I, I'm not saying Mark Loretta is the next Andy Green, but you know, Andy Green was a, a major league baseball player, not a, not as good of one as Mark Loretta, <laughs> but you know, he's come up, learned the analytics side of the game, coming up through front offices and coaching staffs. What Mark Loretta has been doing with the Padres as well. Um, I think we like Mark Letter. We know that name, so it feels like, oh, I'd feel comfortable with that guy. But if you want something different, then you go out and you get a, a Joe Madden or you you somehow talk Bruce Bochy into coming back. Um, I saw a few people pointing out the fact that uh, every time the Padres have made the playoffs in franchise history, Bruce Bochy has been involved as either a player <laughs> or a manager. It's, yes, that's Bruce, true. Bruce Bochy has always been a part of that. So. Uh, we'll see. I mean, those, that list will grow as the uh, as the. Days I think it's go interesting on. that both of us have these opinions because I think there are those are just two of the many opinions that people can have right now based on what kind of direction they're going to go in. It's obviously quite a bit of a guess right now. Anybody who says they know exactly what they're going to do right now, they don't know exactly. By the way, what they're when they hired right Andy now. Green, I don't remember Andy Green's name being on any list no. at all last time. It was out of the blue, and it was who? Yeah, is this guy? So keep that in mind as well. Let's go out to our SDCCU fan hotline he's usually on this end of the fan hotline but uh, <laughs> life on the other end and my co-host in the morning Stephen woods uh checking in on a saturday after the news broke good afternoon woodsy hey boys how are you hey Steve. good good so um I, I mean no one can be dumbfounded by this right you know i mean the timing no. is always going to catch you a little bit off guard unless it unless it comes an hour after the final game of the season otherwise oh really you're doing it now but no one is overly shocked what was your reaction uh, yeah, pretty much that. I, I, I'm back. You know what? I was surprised with a week left that they, uh, they didn't let him finish out the year. And if I'm Rod Barajas today, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to get to manage eight games in the big leagues. And there's no guarantee of me, you know, getting a shot if all the, uh, if all those other names are on the list. And I really don't know where I stand. Uh, one thing I am seeing is a lot of joy that Andy Green's gone. And, you know, you hate to celebrate a guy losing a gig, but I think, the old, the old standby of it's time for a new voice, time for a new message probably applies here. Woodsy, um, do you think that the Padres will go with a more experienced hand, what we were just talking about, or do you think they'll, as he said, the Alex Cora route, uh, the Rocco Baldelli has had a lot of success with the Minnesota Twins. There's no reason you can't find a guy who hasn't done it before. Which, which direction do you expect the Padres to lean? Well, I think we all can agree that that the right manager, um, it's not a crystal ball. It's not a, it's not a magic potion, right? If you hire the right guy, you're immediately going to go win 100 games. I mean, Aaron Booth had a pretty hefty payroll to work with, had a lot of resources at his disposal, as did Alex Cora. I mean, my God, it's the, the top-rated payroll in baseball and the number three-rated, uh, highest-ranked 
hit our own baseball. Not saying any of us could go in and do the, the bang-up job that those guys did, but it makes it a lot easier when you don't have four catchers on your roster and your roster is made up of five rule five players. I mean, it just is. It's, it's a different world managing there with all of those resources. So there's no magic potion. The right manager isn't going to come in and win you 20 more games. Um, there are things that need to be addressed on this team roster-wise. More importantly, I'd rather have, I'd rather have a, a, a freaking council making decisions than go into next season with the roster that we have right now, honestly. Like, Ben, you love a blue ribbon panel. Give me a blue ribbon panel. <laughs> All right, the of, vote is three to two. The uh, eyes carry it. We're going to pinch hit here. Yeah. Sacrifice. <laughs> exactly right. It's like, seriously, I mean, this roster needs to be looked at first and foremost. Andy, I do feel is a little bit of the fall guy because, Chris, you said it best. I mean, the guy did everything they asked of him and then some took countless, you know, just abuse and just so much abuse when he was given, you know, a lot of crap to work with and, and, you know, this year we all felt different. Uh, we thought it was going to be different. It wasn't. So, um, yeah, he's, he had to go. Really nice guy, really smart guy. I feel terrible for, for him and his family. But, you know, he's going to get a, a nice check out the door. He's going to be just fine. Probably catch on as a bench coach somewhere. And, hey, maybe that's the role he's best suited for. But you ask me who I want. I mean, Benny, I'm pretty confident in saying I don't know that anybody's watched Joe Girardi in, in our – zip code or area code uh more than i have and that's a name that seems to be floated out there a bunch joe is a really good guy we've had him on our show uh he but he managed the yankees uh for a decade he got one world series out of it which hey great who wouldn't take one world series here but the personality um some of the rumors about his interaction with some of the younger players like gary sanchez and things like that Man, I just – that's the one for me where I'm like, I really hope they stay away. I really do. The rest of those names you mentioned, I, yeah, I mean, I don't – I love Ron Washington. I think he's fantastic, and for what we do for a living, it would be the greatest thing ever. But, you know, I don't know how much he's, he's got left in the tank. Bochy, I don't know where his desire is to come back and manage this team. I do know this. The guy that walks in that locker room better command respect. Um, the name Moises Alou gets thrown around a lot. He was really good really good major league baseball player like he's done it six-time all-star world series champion you know he's got the he speaks spanish obviously like he he to me if they're going to go with an unknown that's the one i would pick interesting stuff uh woods we'll let you get back to your saturday of course we'll be uh monday morning 5 to 9 a.m breaking it all down i believe we will be joined by the general manager of the padres on our show on monday aj preller uh so we'll be able to uh, formulate some questions but uh, thank you for uh chiming in here i know you've got uh You've got the kid responsibilities on a Saturday right now. <laughs> I, I do, man. And thank you guys for stepping up and, and running in there. I, I wish I could be there with you, but uh, certainly appreciate the, the teamwork that we have over here at uh, 97.3 Defense. So much appreciated, boys. All right, That's what we got. Steven Woods on our SDCCU fan hotline. SDCCU has low auto loan rates, as low as 3.15% APR. Low rates means low payments. Apply at SDCCU.com today. And because Paul and Woodsy aren't here, I don't have to hear auto run rates this one time when I actually read Oh, that they one. always play something oh, they, for whenever, you? I messed up once. And oh, I, they okay. never hear the end of it, Chris. I see. Never yeah. hear the no, end of it. No, it's the same thing on our show. All right, uh, we're going to uh, we'll take a break here, bottom of the hour. We have lots of callers online. Uh, if you want to join us, 833-288-0973. We'll get some fan reaction here, and then uh, hopefully momentarily 
AJ Preller is going to be talking in the dugout, and we're going to turn that around as quickly as we possibly can and bring you that sound from Petco Park, then some of our other 97.3 The Fan Voices, the coach John Quintero, Tony Gwynn Jr. That's all ahead. Don't go anywhere. Chris and Ben in studio on the firing of Andy Green on 97.3 The Fan. Expecting to hear from General Manager A.J. Preller. i uh, got a news conference getting underway in the Padres' dugout at Petco Park. I'm Ben Higgins along with Chris Ello live in our 97.3 The Fan studios. I'm going to hear from the coach John Quintero in a little while as well. But right now, Chris, I thought we'd get a little fan reaction to the news. Andy Green out as Padres manager just shy of four full seasons. If you want to give us a call, 833-288-0973 is the number. Uh, let's go out to CJ in Imperial Beach uh, reacting to the firing of Andy Green. Good afternoon, CJ. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And I'll tell you what about Andy Green. When you get hired on and you know your job's going to be in uh, a rebuilding phase, I hope you're running and not buying because really the reality is is you're not going to be here when this team turns around. And, and, in fact, I was looking back. The Cubs, you know, they had the chance to go get Madden after one year of Rick Renteria. But really, the Astros, they fired their manager right around the same time uh, they did in 2014 as the Padres. And the Padres are going to finish with a very similar record as the Astros. And with that point uh, to the next person, the name I'm kind of looking at, and I think would be very intriguing because he has a lot of experience coaching. He's been a bench coach now, uh, former catcher, former all-star MVP, former Padre minor league catcher, and that's Sandy Alomar Jr., I think he would come in here and he could be a perfect fit. He's had the uh, pedigree of coaching under Terry Francona for about eight, nine years now. I, and he also understands what it's like to be in a system where you are so stacked that you don't know where you're going to be playing at because there's a guy ahead of you who is just as good or if not better than you, such as he did with Benito Santiago. And he can communicate to a lot of these kids you know what, you may not be in our plans, but you might be in somebody else's plans. And don't give away a back and don't give away uh, your career because you're frustrated with how you are here. Good call, CJ. In fact, I, I hear that um, there might be another former Padres catcher who could be in the mix as well. The name Josh Bard has come up, Chris, a couple of times uh, in just pieces that I've read. He's the bench coach for the Yankees now. Uh, he's well-versed analytically. Um the guys at the uh, the Sackbunt blog, Sackbunt Dustin, uh, sent out a newsletter the other week and uh, made a very compelling case that Josh Bard uh, is the man, a 21st century manager for a hmm. team that's looking for that guy who's kind of willing to you know cross the lines between the analytics and the player side of things. But you know, catchers always catchers always seem to always make the make best good managers. managers. Yeah, I mean, you can go right on down the line. Joe Torre is probably where it starts and it continues forever from there. You know, I, I look. It's fun to sit here and speculate, but I, I think it's kind of right now. It's 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 tossing darts at a you know in an ocean. I mean, there's there's so many possibilities. There's so many different That's directions. Like, I mean, you're right. Uh, let's see what's a little harder than doing that. Bullseye again. Oh, bullseye! Dart okay. in the ocean. Is Got another it? one. Um, but I, I just think you know, right now it's kind of a little bit more about you know where this team goes. You know, in the immediate time and. I, I think, you know, firing Andy Green right now is almost the perfect time because had they waited till the end of the season, and that's only another week, but if they had waited till the end of the season, what would have been the first question the minute the season was over? Hey, is Andy Green coming back as manager? Hey, AJ, is Andy Green coming back as manager? Hey, Andy, are you coming back as manager? Why go through all that 
if you've already decided that he's not going to be coming back as manager. One thing so I, that's why, to me, the timing of it, it almost makes some sense. One thing I um, I heard and I saw on a tweet from Andy Halbrun uh, from Fox Sports San Diego in the UT about that timing is that the Padres are planning uh, meetings this last week, uh, meetings that will include some of the players right. uh, about the future of the team. And they just simply thought, hey, if we don't think Andy Green is part of the future, doesn't have it doesn't make a lot of sense to have Andy sitting in a meeting with players who then are not going to be 100% honest about what's going on when they think, hey, this guy's going to decide my playing time next year. Right. I don't know that you know that's the best situation for us to have him in a meeting with Manny Machado, Eric Cosmer, about what's going on next year when he is not going to be the manager. So that's one of the reasons uh, they pulled the trigger when they did. Can I bring up uh, one other comment, too, just a, or a thought that I, I had uh, about you know Andy Green and, and the fact that the, he gets let go here? And I just wonder, you know, how much the the players themselves had to do with this. I mean, do you do you do you believe that the players went to management and said, "Hey, it's not working out"? Do you think management would have wanted to include the players in a decision like this? And I think the second part of the question is, how much of the success or non-success of Andy Green? is tied directly to the front office of the Padres. And, I'm, again, I don't want to use the word puppet. That's not fair. But I don't know that Andy Green's decision would have necessarily been to take out Joey Lucchese in the fifth inning of every single game this year or Chris Paddock so early or, uh, you know, bring guys along the way they were brought. And you said it. His hands were tied behind his back from time to time when it came to managing this team. Well, who tied those hands? In my mind, I think the organization did in a lot of ways, and he was basically told how they wanted this team managed, and he went ahead and did it. I don't know about the the answer to your question. Obviously, you'd, you'd heard some rumblings over the last couple of years of, you know, is is Andy Green really that well-liked among players that uh, sometimes he can be a bit too much of a, oh, remember Will Myers and the whole, you know, fortnight uh, in September yeah. got caught on, on video during a video game. Uh, saying, I can't believe we're practicing cutoff drills in September, that Andy's being too hard on those guys. At the same time, others would say, oh, Andy wasn't hard enough on the players and that he needed to be harder on them. I think fans would argue, wait, where's the fire from Andy Green? Where's getting in these guys' faces? Where's getting kicking a little rear, you know, to make this team play better? So, you know, you can't you can't blame him for both things. Well, he was too hard on the players. That's why he got fired. But he was also not hard enough that's on why the players. So that's why he got fired. I I don't know the answer to that. I don't know we'll ever know 100%. Uh, let's try Chief in North Island next, 833-288-0973. Hello, Chief. Hey, Ben. How are you doing? Good. I'm uh, normally not calling you on a Saturday. I'm usually a first-tier weekday guy. Yes, you are. And then, uh, and then I catch I catch the afternoon on the way home with uh, with Gwen and Chris. But uh, just quick thing here. I'm, I'm actually down here uh, at the park. I had to move the car before the game starts. But uh, I was surprised that he got – that they announced it, that they actually made the decision uh, with literally only a week and a half left here. Um, but uh, CJ had a good point. Hey, Sandy Alomar, a guy who's who's learning from Terry Francona, and if we try to translate it, look what Steve Kerr was able to do, learning everything from Popovich. You know, maybe if he comes down and uh, he can he can imitate everything that hmm. Terry Francona was able to do. I mean, that'd, that'd be wonderful, right? Uh, Bruce Bochy, hey, we got some unfinished business down here. Uh, you're open. We got an opening. Uh, Bruce Bochy, come on down, see what you can do, see what you can uh, 
clean up what was left on the field in 98. But um, I wish we I could think- go back to about, uh, what, 10 years ago, Ben, when all the people were calling in going, you know, it's about time we move Bochian out of here and get somebody else to come in and manage. That was before he won three World Series Well, the titles. terrifying thing is that Andy Green then goes to San Francisco and oh, replaces gosh. Bruce Bochy and wins Please. three World Series stuff. It's not going to happen. I wonder, hey, Chief, thanks for the call. I wonder what would be the pitch? What would be your pitch to Bruce Bochy? He stepped away. He's looking forward to retirement. I mean, what do you say to Bruce Bochy? Hey, look at, look at this roster. Manny Machado, all these young players, Chris Paddock, Mackenzie Gore coming up. It's your already your hometown. You can stay. You're in Poway. Uh, you know, we'll we'll give you your pick. You know, you're strong bench coach. You don't you don't have to be. You don't have to go to practice. We'll drive you in just for right. the game. Right. I mean, I don't know what the what the pitch is. Um, I do know someone who knows Boach as well as anyone in this town uh, who spent days with Bruce Bochy uh, covering the Padres, uh, doing pre and post game show for years. Is the coach John Quintero, who's now on the other end of the SDCCU fan hotline from our noon to three o'clock weekday show coach good afternoon to you hey good afternoon gentlemen uh thanks for uh, dialing me up i was out uh, after my uh one little granddaughter had a good soccer game we were at baskin robbins uh, with the whole family and got the word that andy got let go today coach sounds like a rum raisin guy to me I'll tell you one thing, Coach John Cantera is really, you know, he and I talk a lot, Coach, uh, or uh, Ben, before our show, you know, because he's finishing his show, we're starting our show. And, I understand how that works. And obviously yeah. Coach has been very, I, I think his comments to me, and we've been talking a lot about this Andy Green situation, Coach, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I really believe you've kind of been on the pulse of this thing in a lot of ways. I mean, talking to you, you've kind of said, there's really only one thing they're going to be able to do here, especially the way they're playing right now. And I know he, uh, you even tweeted that out last night and said, you know, after that performance and that particular game last night, I mean, how can the Padres not think about going in another direction? So I'm thinking in a lot of ways you're very much not necessarily surprised. Uh, no, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, I was not happy with the way the ball club finished last year, to be honest with you. And they had given Andy the uh... – uh, contract extension back in August of 2017, and they, they probably didn't want to make a change after last year. But, you know, the way things were going, and, again, you know, I'm going to tell you guys something about Andy Green. Andy Green's a good baseball man. He's a very smart man. Uh, I think he, at some point in time he's going to get another opportunity, and I think he's learned a lot from what went on here in San Diego. You know, him and his wife did a lot of good charity work here. he got three beautiful daughters, and, you know, he's going to be okay. But, you know, I think uh, – uh, a couple of things. And I had heard earlier in the year that him and AJ were not on the same page. They weren't getting along all that well. And I think uh, when the team uh, had just gone south, I mean, you go back to July, they won, uh, you know, they won when they go 8 and 16 in the month. I think they won eight ball games in the entire month. Uh, uh, they haven't had a winning month since April. And this team just playing stale. I mean, last night was an embarrassment for, for everyone involved with Padre baseball. Uh, uh, getting shut out nine nothing at home. Your you know your final home stand. You're coming home and uh, after a tough road trip. And, and those guys laid over and played dead last night. But you know this, this is not all on Andy Green. And I think one of the things you know you want from your major league uh, staff is you want guys to continue to develop, especially when you're bringing maybe some of these guys up a little bit early. But I look at these everyday players, and there's only two guys that uh, have really had decent years, and, and that was Tatis, who caught us all by. Uh, surprise! We knew he was a good ball player. We didn't know he was going to be a superstar, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to stay healthy. And I think 
Hosmer's had a good year. It's not a great year. I mean, he may drive in 100 runs, but, you know, he hasn't played the gold glove first base we would like. And, you know, to be honest with you, Machado's been underwhelming to me. Uh, Machado seems to be playing his own game down there a little bit, and he had a real bad misplay last night. Uh, you know, he needs to invest himself in this ball club a little bit more. He's playing more like an independent contractor than a, a member of the Padres. So, you know, they got some issues, and it's not all uh, uh, swiped away by Andy Green getting let go today. Uh, maybe Andy Green's telling A.J., A.J., these guys aren't as good as you guys are telling me they are. Coach, uh, speaking of A.J., uh, whoever he ends up hiring as the new manager, how short is his leash after that? I mean, you know, usually the manager – gets to go but then if the the you know you hire another manager and he doesn't work the spotlight goes on the gm so i mean how important is it going to be that this new manager hits the ground running and has the padres playing really good in 2020 because uh hey i, th- I think aj preller's got got his last opportunity to hire a, a new skipper with the padres here well i told chris the other day if they let andy green go all of a sudden the pressure goes to aj preller and i think his seat gets a whole lot warmer this morning you know, about uh, 11 o'clock with uh, Andy being dismissed. And, you know, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, you got some really good names on that list. Uh, I was listening to the show as I was writing down a few notes, Benny, and uh, there, there are a lot of qualified guys. And there, there's some other guys that aren't on that list uh, that probably should be on the list. I, and But, again, I don't think the Padres need to hire a manager this Wednesday. Uh, they, they need to take their time. And, and let's see what happens once the season's over. Is Joe Madden available? Do you want to talk to a Joe Madden? Uh, are they going to hire uh, a proven guy, or are they going to go uh, with a rookie guy again? If I'm A.J. Preller and I got my neck uh, uh, on the line, I'm going to get the best guy, a guy that's been there, done that, and won ball games uh, on a consistent basis. Because I agree with you, uh, if he doesn't, uh, the next guy doesn't get it done, he'll be gone, and A.J. will be gone, and we'll be looking for both a general manager and a new manager here in a couple of years. Is there any chance at all in your mind, Coach, that A.J. Preller actually doesn't come back next year, that the Padres uh, make a move on that beforehand? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think uh, I think he'll be back. Uh, I, I think the ownership still trusts him. Uh, but I'll tell you this thing with Andy Green. Uh, you know, the manager, you know, we can talk about sabermetrics all we want, but, but the sabermetric guys aren't on the road with this ball club. They're not in the hotels. They're not in the clubhouse. They're not on the field. They're not at the, the bus uh, uh, terminal when they're, uh, you know, getting off a plane. They're not uh, on the tarmac at 3 a.m. The manager's got to know his ball club better than anybody. He knows it better than the general manager and all the guys that are uh, pounding the numbers. And you know what? Andy Green, we know the first three years, he had a bad ball club. This ball club this year, I think only area that I'm happy about the way this team improved, logging a lot of major league innings for a lot of these young arms. And we saw Lucchese, I think, get better. Lauer, I got a little bit more mixed reaction for. Paddock got better during the year. I think a guy like Quantrill, I think he's a little bit fatigued right now. And, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have shut him down. But the most positive thing about this ball club this year for me, aside from Tatis showing that he's going to be a great superstar as long as he can stay on the field, is a lot of these young pitchers were able to toil and throw quality major league innings, and that's where the Padres are going to be better going forward. Uh, but as far as being a contender next year, you got a long ways to go. I mean, who's your catcher? Who's your second baseman? Who's your center fielder? If you're going to win, you got to be good up the middle, and this ball right now uh, really shaky in those areas. Coach, I think you make a good point. There was some improvement, but ultimately, Andy Green has to be judged on his own words, and uh 
you know, we had him on uh, early, right at the start of the season, and uh, you know, I think prior Friday, one of our first ones, and said, "How how should you be judged as manager of the Padres?" And he said, "Well, you know, win loss record isn't entirely fair because uh, you know, no one expects us to make the playoffs this year. But I want to see, mm-hmm. you know, we should improve over the course of the season. You should see a better team at the end of the year than the one at the beginning. I want to see us get better." And I don't know that anyone can really say that this Padres team is better. They look. Like you said, in September, they played as bad as they have in years, seemingly. They played pretty well at the beginning of the season. That's that's not improvement. So maybe Andy Green would be the first one to say, yeah, maybe I do deserve to go yeah, based on that criteria. You know, I would think. I mean, Andy's been around baseball. And, again, he's a good guy. He's a good baseball man. Uh, he knew what he was walking into here. And he saw how this team was performing. I I don't think he's probably 100% surprised that A.J. made this move. I mean, we can talk about could it have been made a, a week from this Monday. Yeah, probably. But I also heard the story about they're going to have these exit meetings with the players. They didn't want to be uh, disingenuous by having Andy take part of those and, you know, waste his time, waste their time. And now maybe A.J. can do it. A.J. can get a better feel for where these players are. You know, I've heard the stories that they don't like the manager and, you know what, these guys are making a lot of money. Clutch up, show some leadership. Something that I really question about this clubhouse, by the way, uh, is the lack of leadership. You know, last year they had a guy named Freddie Galvis, and Freddie Galvis had a lot of the Dominican uh, young players, the Venezuelan players, and he really kind of kept everybody together. And I understand they didn't want to bring him back, and, you know, that that's history now. But, you know, somebody's got to step up, and somebody's got to be a leader. Uh, in a positive direction. It's easy when the team's not playing well to everybody uh, bitch, moan, and complain. But at the end of the day, you got to go out there and you got to perform. It's not only a team sport, it's an individual sport. And watching some of these guys at bats, I mean, mentally, I don't know where they're at. I mean, these guys strike out so much, it's unbelievable. And really, quite frankly, pretty unwatchable. Coach, really appreciate you checking in on a Saturday afternoon. I know you'll have a lot more on Monday at noon as well. Uh, we'll get more reaction, but uh, appreciate you calling in. <laughs> hey, Benny, I can't wait to get on at 12.03 on Monday. That's the Coach John Contreras. There he goes again. off to enjoy the rest of his Jamoka almond fudge. Weekdays at noon to 3. I can tell you this, Chris. Rod Barajas has filled out his first lineup card oh, yeah. as a major league manager. Okay. He has not reinvented the game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it looks pretty familiar. Yeah, here's what the Padres are going to send out tonight against the Arizona Diamondbacks under first-day skipper Rod Barajas. Greg Garcia leading off at second base. Josh Naylor batting second in left field. Manny Machado at third base batting third. Eric Hosmer will clean up and play first base. Hunter Renfro's out in right field batting fifth. Behind the plate, Francisco Mejia will hit sixth. Batting seventh, the center fielder, Manuel Margot. Hitting eighth, shortstop, Luis Urias. And the pitcher, batting ninth, Cal Quantrill. I, Andy Green could have filled that out. I could have filled that out. You could have filled that out, Chris. Yeah. Well. So what do these next eight games mean? For Rod Barajas yes. or just in general? No, it, for Rod Barajas because he is um, he is said to be very well liked. He had a lot of success at the AAA yes, manage, as the level of manager in El He's Paso. He's a former catcher. Um, that's a that's a that's a, a strike in his direction. Yeah. Um, but what happens? I mean, if he goes zero and eight, is he immediately out? Yeah. If he goes eight and zero, are the Padres going to feel some extra pressure to yes. say, okay, this is definitely the guy? How meaningful are games that we've already all decided don't mean anything at all?
Yeah, I mean, they, based on what the players have done the last few weeks, I mean, I could have told you there's nothing that matters these last eight games. All of a sudden, Rod Barajas can make a really good case for himself by going six and two, seven and one, showing some life. And is that a good thing necessarily for for Rod to be able to kind of take the decision out of the Padres' hand by doing something these last eight games? I don't get the feeling that Rod Barajas is a tip top candidate to be the Padre manager next year. I'm not saying that he won't be thought of or interviewed or or, or given some consideration, but I, I don't believe that he would be the the guy that they'd be leaning towards. Although it makes some sense. Uh, being as he has such a good relationship with all the young players. However, if he goes 8-0, right, then all of a sudden he puts his name in the mix. I mean, to me, these eight games are like a no-lose situation for Rod Barajas. I mean, I mean, why not? Just push it to the limit. Give it everything you've got. I'd put the best lineup I could out there, the best lineup that management would let me put out there. Because, yeah, if I can make an 8-0, maybe I can make a little impression. I mean, kind of like filling in for somebody on you know at work it's their job you kind of feel like rod barajas is doing somebody else's job but if while you're there production goes up so much then management's got to take a look at you and go hey wait a second maybe we had the guy all along i think um the biggest strike against rod barajas is the fact that he's he's already been sitting there you know this whole season next to andy green if he had the answer Right. Why didn't you pipe up before? I mean, was Andy just, you know, stopping every great idea that you hey, had? Andy, and... quiet, Rod. <laughs> I mean, you've been in that room before. If there yeah. was an answer to be had, go ahead, share it with everyone, share it with the class. Don't wait until Andy's gone. Oh, okay. Now I've got all the answers that I'm moving in. Um, I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying he won't be. I'm, I, I'm saying that have some. Be cautionary based on these last eight games. Don't read too much into it. If they go eight and zero. I don't think that should just automatically no. mean Rod Brahas gets the job. And if they go 0-8, I don't think they should be uh, – he should not be considered. Dave Roberts uh, looked, I, if I remember correctly, pretty bad in the one game he was allowed to manage <laughs> <laughs> for the Padres. They lost that game, and then they brought in Pat Murphy as the new manager. And, of course, Dave Roberts has gone on to uh, – Bigger and better things. Are there the any Angeles teams Dodgers? in the uh, NL West? Well, I guess San Francisco will be looking for a manager. I was just going to say, are there any teams left in the NL West that that don't have a former Padre as their skipper? I mean, you know. I think just the Arizona Diamondbacks. Just Arizona. And I don't think they're going to be letting go of Torrey Lovello anytime so, yeah. soon. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you jokingly said, what if Andy Green wound up in San Francisco? Oh, my goodness. But it is crazy how these guys come back to burn the Padres almost every single time. And, uh, you know, I, we'll see what happens with Andy Green. But I think you're right. Bench coach somewhere. Look, Pat Murphy, you just brought that name up. Who was the bench coach for the Milwaukee Brewers one game away from the World Series last year? Pat Murphy. Guessing he's not going to get an interview this no, time. No, right? I didn't say he was going to. I'm just saying, look where he ended up last year. It wasn't too shabby. All right, Chris, uh, we're working on uh, the sound that uh, A.J. Preller just meeting in the dugout uh, with the media. Some more comments on the firing of Andy Green. We're going to get that for you after the top of the hour here. Hopefully hear from Tony Gwynn Jr. as well. More of your phone calls, 833-288-0973. We'll stay on as long as we need to here. It's uh, Ben and Chris. On the day the Padres fire Andy Green as manager here on 97.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.